This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. All right, Jimmy, out along with Aaron Renning, and we're talking NBA. And, you know, that's what separates the recreational NBA gambler like myself and the professional like Aaron, because after that awesome game one between Boston and the Nets, I'm like, why won't you hedge and increase your value of your bet? And, well, I'm more of a hedge guy, and I want to try, constantly try and manipulate the numbers to my favor. No, you don't want to uh, ruin a good bet. But, boy, just game games three and four, it, it, it seems like the gap just widened between those two teams for this week. No, it really did, Jimmy. Good to be with you um, today. And, you know, it's it, it's kind of an oddity. I was uh, doing a show and uh, think around Super Bowl. And, you know, guys had asked me who my top power-rated team was. And I said it was the Boston Celtics. At that time, they were a 500 basketball team, uh, not even in the playoffs uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but you can see the potential. Obviously, they had turned it up defensively. I think 31 and 10 straight up to close the season. And, and going back and watching uh, the game one, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, uh, you know, Boston was able to get any shots that they wanted, get shots at the ribbon. They had, you know, they were making the Nets work so hard uh, to get their offense. Obviously, they did a great job. Uh, against Durant, et cetera. You know, I, I think in the end, it's, it's very easy to say the Nets. Boy, I wish I, Jimmy, I would have bet the no on them to win the Eastern Conference. Uh, stuff it? like that. Uh, it was probably, you could have got a pretty good price on that. It's not the easiest bet to find. Uh, you know, the yes, no, will they win the futures? I know last year um, I did it with the Lakers. I was just confident. Kind of the Lakers were a little bit like the Nets. You know, just banged up, just a little bit overrated. But, you know, you have, you have the big two. Uh, but they certainly needed the big three. And I don't know if Ben Simmons will ever be uh, that guy uh, for the Nets, Jimmy. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens in the offseason if they make a coaching change. Uh, but, boy, Boston now, you know, we, we don't have it officially. But, you know, start thinking about uh, the next round here for the Celtics and how to approach that. You know, Ben Simmons uh, in, in uh, at LSU, I got to see All him right. in person and meet him. And he was a respectful guy to the media. But, I mean, it was going through the motions as a formality. But mm-hmm. his, I couldn't believe the first time I saw him how damn big he was with his ball handling skills. And most players, just their shot improves over the course of their college and profe- especially professional career. And he just hasn't put any work into it. But uh, we were in Rupp Arena for the regular season finale, and we get the Wooden Award that he's he's DQ'd because, well, he didn't he didn't go to class. I mean, you know, he's not a dummy. You know, I right. mean, he, he could have easily got, gotten through those crib courses, but just the the lack of right. I mean, some signs early on. 
I, I, you know, I, I remember again, I'm not a big into college basketball, but I, I, I went back and a, the documentary, I think Showtime had a documentary. On oh them. yeah. Uh, so I had watched that a couple of times. I remember the sports illustrated had an article on him at LSU that year and how they watched him in warmups and he didn't, you know, he couldn't make anything outside of 15 f- uh, feet. And, you know, I always say, Jimmy, you know, remember Jason Kidd, I mean, but we can date ourselves a little bit, but when Jason Kidd came into the league, a little bit like Ben Simmons game, and he was a horrible shooter. You look at his statistics, uh, he could not shoot uh, whatsoever, but again, he worked uh, on his game. He became one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA and, you know, whatever, I, I just don't quite understand it, but I think you look at the true, you know, some of the true greats, obviously, over the years, like you know, Kobe Bryant or LeBron James, you know, they didn't go to college, but if they would have went that one year, they probably would have won the NCAA championship because, you know, they're just not going to take losing, you know, they, they're, they're winning kind of type of players. Uh, so we just don't see that with Simmons. And now you get the, you know, the mental stuff, uh, the physical stuff with the herniated disc in the back. So um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? He is a non-factor. I mean, uh, I can't believe so much time has been spent on him. Let's get to the picks of uh, tonight. First Wednesday night, we've got a double header in both the couple of series that have three, one looking for closeouts on uh, the bucks, uh, 12 and a half and two seventeen and a half right. over the bulls. Uh, all four games have gone under the total. Uh, talk about the uh, total adjustment uh, game one. It was two thirty. It's down to two seventeen and a half. In game five, you figure this went out very competitive by the Bulls. It was a complete surprise to me at a fourth quarter lead. Uh, and then they win sort of comfortably in game two, lose Middleton, and then they just get blasted the last two games. Never in it uh, in the two at Chicago. Grayson Allen stepping up in a big way uh, for the Bucks shooting the ball. Yeah, you know, I had mentioned, um, of course, the Celtics were my top power rated team. They still are. Uh, right now in the playoffs, especially with the injury situations for Milwaukee uh, and Phoenix. But um, I, I just thought visually I, I was going to have a hard time seeing any team beat uh, Milwaukee. You know, Giannis is just, he's the best player, um, you know, two-way player. We've seen that just, he's just on a different level than it seems everybody else. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we have in the series. Interesting series as far as, I actually bet Milwaukee in game three, Jimmy, and, you know, it was kind of a cheap price. I think I laid minus two with Milwaukee. I like the spot. The Bucks were the team that I wanted to bet in this series if I got an opportunity. I'll, I'll say this, you know, if, if you watch this series, I'm not a big fan of either of these coaches as far as making the adjustments in a playoff series. Not a big Billy Donovan fan. Uh, Budenholzer kind of the same way. And again, you have to, you know, over the years, you have to look and try to be proactive and see what maybe coaches will do and what they won't do. You're not going to get a lot of that here. They both like to play their systems, um, et cetera. So I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the series has kind of gone according to plan and, you know, the totals, four straight games under the total. But uh, I'll say this, Jimmy, when now, especially when you, you have your first four games, and, you know, let's say you've had four overs or four unders. I'll generally come in and try to make a case for the other side, just from a value standpoint. You go back to game one, the total, the closing total in that game was 230, Jimmy. So you're talking about a 13-point adjustment. And, you know, that there's not, you know, I don't know if you can make a 13-point adjustments, uh, you know, really in, in 10 days' time. The Middleton injury hurt it a little bit. So, uh, I have to say, I was looking to play this game over the total, 
Um, I still think you could maybe look bucks over team total here. Uh, but obviously, you know, the Bulls come in with a couple of big time injuries. Caruso uh, announced out he's not going to play uh, meaningful, probably more so on the defensive side, kind of the leader um, uh, for this team to a certain degree. But then the Levine injury now uh, as well, or I guess the, the COVID, Jimmy, that's going to keep me off uh, of this game total. I would have played this over the total if Levine would have played. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, you know, trends, you know, trends create uh, public money, which uh, also creates value on the other side and uh, a big adjustment to the second game tonight. Not the case. And you tell me what, uh, what your interpretation of this is, but Golden State and Denver, all games have gone over yeah. the closing total on the first game was two twenty three and a half. Tonight's is only two twenty five and a half. So mm-hmm. only a two point adjustment there. Golden State, eight and a half over Denver tonight looking to close it out at home they um kind of kind of coasted through game three until late and tried to get back into it took a a brief lead but uh maybe a little bit more focus uh here tonight I expect that to be the case here um I actually kind of made a bad bet I bet a little bit on the Warriors um on Sunday and uh talk about some of the, the winners over the last week I talk about my losers as well Jimmy and uh, just disappointed they didn't show up. I thought they were clearly the better team. And this is kind of the one regret um, that I didn't have as well as far as um, betting these two teams over the total. Obviously, the Warriors got Curry back. And, you know, the Nuggets were just a team that really trended over the total uh, the final month of the season. They just did not play any type of defense. They didn't seem to want to play any defense. They don't have a lot of defensive players. Um, and they just, you know, uh, Malone just never really got on them and, and had them do that. And I think that's obviously why they got down three, nothing in this defense. I don't know how capable they are of that, but, um, I would expect the warriors to come out, uh, play uh, a sharp game, uh, here. I think more so on the defensive end of the court, they were really disappointed what they allow one twenty six uh, here on Sunday. I mean, that's generally, you know, that's the thing about the Warriors. You don't understand. Sometimes they play with so much pace and the Steph Curry, you know, when they're at their best and even when they won the NBA titles, it's a defensive team or certainly uh, one of the better defensive teams. And in fact, when I went through the numbers and I looked at the players, I thought uh, the Warriors uh, could be uh, the best, you know, the best defensive team uh, in the playoffs. Certainly Boston, Milwaukee going to have a lot to say about that. Uh, but I, I did bet this game under the total again, just that little bit of upwards, uh, upward uh, value, a, a couple of ticks up uh, in this game. We've had four straight games uh, over the total, as you mentioned, Jamie. So that's just the way I like to handicap. And if I can make a case for the under, which I, 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 I think I can from the Warriors from a defensive standpoint, I think this one could be uh, turned into a 15 point game. So I lean here to the Warrior side. Uh, I do have a bet. Uh, under the total, I think uh, you could also look at the Nuggets team total under as well in this. What 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 is the Nuggets team total? Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. Um, Max I, Max can look that up uh, put, while we're yeah. Uh, you guys well, put that together, but uh, I would lean that way again. I think Denver is going to have a hard time scoring all four quarters here. Yeah, especially with the finally uh, the the perfect resistance on uh, on Joker. Is is Draymond Green? I mean, right. he just really he just is a off, great matchup for him. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I mean, if they, if they, you know, effort and focus, I mean, they should cruise. Uh, we'll see. I'm leaning toward Golden State as well. All right. That's the appetizer on Wednesday night. Thursday night's uh, entrees are pretty damn good. Philadelphia, one and a half, 209 and a half over Toronto, three nothing lead. Then they lose on Saturday in game four. Toronto, gate to wire, easy double digit win as an eight point dog on, uh, on in game five. And now all of a sudden, Doc, Two more closeout games that he's lost. He's 15 and 31 overall, one in seven, the last eight closeout games. Did it just take a little bit more time than we think about Nick yeah. Nurse in the end series adjustments over Doc? It's pro uh, it's a frustrating series for me because obviously the Toronto series bet doesn't look quite as bad as it did when it was uh, you know, the series was three. Oh, you know, you go back and Boy, we really wish we would have had game three now uh, where Toronto had that massive lead. Um, you know, I did free throws. The, yeah, I did bet them the first quarter in the, in the first half in that game. I think I actually um, – and you didn't really need to bet the game because I always already had them uh, in the series. But, boy, that was a frustrating game. Um, it, you know, and, and it, you know, what we've seen now the last couple of games is kind of how I handicapped and thought the series would go as far as – Toronto with their havoc on defense, creating a lot of turnovers and, um, you know, just the, the rebounding and kind of the coaching matchups that you look for. Um, it's, it's kind of come to fruition. I, certainly it helps, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on with Embiid, but you know, not a hundred percent with that thumb hard and still just having a hard time turning it on. I mean, Philadelphia shot just amazing from three point line. Remember, we talked about it last week, yeah. 50% the first two games, even the third game they shot well. Now, uh, not so good, especially uh, on Monday night. But, you know, again, it's just frustrating. Probably, you know, still looks rather bleak for my series bet here. I don't really need to bet them, Toronto, to here uh, to win this. I had a couple Toronto bets uh, that did not cash. And, you know, the, the injury here to – uh, Van Vliet, I, I, again, I don't know the exact status uh, of him, but he seems more doubtful than questionable. Uh, but he, he does get an extra day here. But Toronto, just a team that um, just doesn't have a lot of depth to begin with. Uh, we, you know, we saw they were a little bit banged up with Barnes earlier in the series. Van Vliet, one of the more underrated two-way players in the league, and I think they especially miss him from an offensive perspective. So, uh, you know, no great shakes, obviously, if if he's probably more doubtful um, uh, to play here. I will say this, I you know, again, not betting this game, hoping Toronto, we get into a game seven and you never know what Doc Rivers and boy, it'd be uh, kind of a minor miracle if I could pull out the series bet. Uh, if Van Fleet plays, Van Fleet plays here. Uh, this is another game where I'm going to look over the total, Jimmy, where we get that adjustment. We've had some lower scoring games, but boy. Uh, you know, this total now down to, what, 208, uh, 209. But I think uh, Van Vliet really means a lot to this team from an offense perspective, can stretch the court uh, with his three-point shooting. But uh, if he plays, I'll probably will come in with a bit of a bet over the total. I'll take the side in this one. Actually, uh, in pretty good the last couple of nights, 3-0 on Monday and had the Pels game under last. Finally, they don't go nuts at the end of the game. We let it go under. <laughs> I hear and you. So uh, I'll take Toronto in this one. I think the uh, I think I've seen okay. this. I've seen this before with in series trends on the bench, and I, I think they're real. 
Um, the MB thing is it's just it's affecting us. I think it's aggression on the rebounds. His rebounding numbers are just down a little bit from what they were earlier in the series. So I love uh points at home. Yeah, yeah. Give me this. And you know how the Philly fans are yeah. Philly, you know, their history. Uh they're just waiting uh for something uh, to go bad, the old catastrophe syndrome. Uh, well, I hope you're right, Jimmy. I, I, look, look, I, I know it, who was the player that missed the two free throws uh, with less than uh, 10 seconds to go in game three. What was Anadobi or yeah. no? Yeah. I, I can't, I, can't I, I forget, but yeah, you hit the first quarter. They were up, went up 10 and they maintained that 10 point lead yeah. at halftime uh, in game three, Denver team total is one Oh eight and a half mm-hmm. uh, that you, uh, that you like on the under team total there sons and Pels. Looks like this thing is kind of swaying now. The home court, uh, Pell's got to have game four. They respond in a big way. Uh, Suns kind of got to have game five, and they're, uh, they responded. Seems like the role players are more comfortable at home uh, in, in right. this series. And uh, also, you know, we kind of monitor the Alvarado pressure on Paul as they just try and body blow him and try to get into his legs. Suns at the blender, 630 tip. It will be rocking. It's a tough ticket. I'm tired of people asking me for uh, tickets. <laughs> Max went to game four. I went to game three. Suns one and a half and 214. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I made this side too. Um, you know, it seems like New Orleans side. I'm not sure if you have a, a lot of value with that. Talk about a lot of totals today. This is a kind of another one, Jimmy. And, you know, it's – I don't know if you'll be on this again, but, boy, I got to come in and play this one uh, under the total. Just a lot of point, a lot of things just point uh, in that direction. Again, if you watch this series and, and how it's played out, it's probably a little bit more of a question of uh, value. But, boy, yeah, what game three, they had, what, 29 points the last 48 seconds or 24 points the last 49 seconds. Yeah. Um, and then even, you know, the game was kind of decided. They scored, you know, 22 points the final two minutes um in game four but i thought we saw uh, last night's game really play out how i think this game plays out i mean the schedule makers don't do anybody any favors as far as getting any rest and these two teams looked a little gassed uh last night as well but boy you get the quick turnaround jimmy with travel and then you kind of have an early start here as well so these teams got to come back uh less than 48 hours when we've seen some of these other scenarios uh we've had some kind of low scoring uh, ugly type of games. Then on top of it, you look at the matchups here and, you know, I, I, I know some people were, were tough on Ingram last night, but you know, Phoenix is doing a great job guarding him and boy, he's had to work so hard. Obviously Bridges was all over the court uh, on both ends uh, last night, but you know, the wings just match up as far as, you know, sh- shutting uh, Ingram down to a certain degree, McCollum, then where else do they go here? Uh, as far as scoring and you touched on something you got to pay a lot of attention to the pressure that they're putting on Chris Paul I mean up and down the basketball court uh, you know it really feeds into taking time off the shot clock I think that was the slowest pace game of the series uh, last night between these two teams so that's not going to change you know Phoenix with uh, Monty they you know they they want to play big obviously with the big guy eight and feed him a little bit more uh, into the low post etc but you know, still wants to find minutes for McGee and uh, Biombo, so that's all good for the others. A lot of things to me uh, point towards the under, so I got to go with a, a low-scoring game. Hopefully, we avoid the late uh, the late game hijinks, uh, any type yeah. of overtime here. Uh, but yeah, just 
just got to, and you know, and we'd even talk about uh, not having Booker on the court for the Suns. Games three and four, the first half went under, but then they flew over at the end. One, the foul, shot, foul, bucket, foul, bucket, foul, bucket. Yeah. 29 points in the last minute, whatever it was. Game four went under, but that went over late because they substituted so much. A G League game broke out, and they played right. no defense, and it went over. Last night's game, went first half went over, on the bucket at the end. Right. And all reversals. So with three, four, and five, whatever first half fell as a total, the opposite <laughs> for the game. And I was just, I was just banking on no, this can't, this can't right. just keep happening with these fouls. You right. talk about the turnaround as well. That will be the if there is a game seven, it's going to be on Saturday as well. Okay. So they're either flying or playing uh this whole thing. And I think that lends itself to a slower pace game. And also maybe Chris Paul slowing it down as well. Uh, Cameron Payne gave uh, the Suns finally a little something off the bench uh, last night as well to spell him. And, Dallas, and go and ahead. And, and you know that's the way a lot of times this playoff is. Is is the way I look at it too. Is your bench guys when they're they're on their home court, they seem to give you a little bit more. We've seen that with the Pelicans maybe as well. Um, you know the bench guys just tend to disappear a little bit more. Uh, on the road, so kind of seeing that a little bit in the series. Final game, Dallas 2 and 209. Why the reluctance on the adjustment for the uh, lines with uh, Luca coming back? Mm -hmm. uh, so much for the uh, narrative that, oh, they may be a better team without Luca Doncic. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> please forget that. I'll, um, give, I'll give them a better defensive team, maybe, but uh, no, the two. Uh, Two worlds apart from an offensive perspective. But it may be a blessing in disguise that they had to gel on some things. And now when he goes to the bench or needs a little bit of a breather, Brunson uh, comes yeah. in and they don't miss as much. And then also the, you know, Brunson, and when they're both in the game, it's a, it's another, you know, if you, you double me, I'm going to hit him. And he's way more confident uh, right now. And I think he gained that confidence while Luca was out and playing so well. Dallas 2 and 209 in Salt Lake City here. I've been on Dallas most of the series. I made a big bet uh, in series before game five when it's 2 2, minus $1.35. Minus $1.35 was all Dallas was uh, in the series. I'm not hedging, ER. I'm going to hold on to that money like you did with the Celtics, who you like, Dallas 2 and 209. No, that was, you know, that was great. Um, you know, I just, for whatever reason, been a little bit reluctant to to get on the Dallas train or maybe fade the the Utah train. I just uh, kind of regret not betting uh, the Mavericks. Always easy to say uh, after the game, but Dallas getting Luka back. And, uh, again, he just has the ability to kind of pick apart uh, what Utah is doing or certainly not doing from a defensive standpoint and wherever it is, the, you know, the chemistry uh, with these guys, you know, I guess you could say it's possible. And, you know, I guess the, the real wild card now is, is Mitchell going to play here uh, for Utah? This game circled. Uh, he's very questionable. He does get an extra day of rest. I would think he would give it a go in this game, but the hamstrings are always going to be a little bit dicey. I think that's what they did. Uh, say the issue is, I, I would say this, you know, maybe they do have that addition by subtraction. Uh, if, if Mitchell doesn't play uh, in this contest, it seems to me like a little bit more Utah's game to win as you know, now it's kind of is that role reversal where, you know, perhaps you have Utah 
uh, on their home court here getting points. So this was just kind of a stay away game. I want to wait and see on the on the status of Mitchell, although uh, Clarkson pretty much the backup. He's actually had a pretty good series um, for uh, the Jazz, but very similar type of players, all offense, uh, not much in the way of defense. Clarkson might actually be a worse defensive player than Mitchell, which is kind of hard to fathom and hard to believe uh, watching these uh, uh, these two teams play. So uh, I'm going to sit this one out, Jamie, and we'll see if Utah wins, but I'd be certainly uh, looking to probably bet Dallas in that final game. No, no diagnosis on on uh, Mitchell. I mean, whether it's a strain hamstring or not, if it is, he can't play. Right. I mean, right. if it's an aggravated hamstring, that's still uh, you, yeah. you may get you may get a little value. Dallas is not if he's playing, Dallas still might be too. If he's not, that I think, and if it's announced, that line will go up. You might be able to take, you know, a little small play on Dallas minus the two, getting a, a better number. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's always the one thing I, I love about the NBA playoffs, Jimmy, is you don't have those day-to-day injuries that you have in the regular season. You pretty much know who's gonna play, who's not gonna play. But boy, all of a sudden, um, you know. This week, it's been a little bit different. The Bulls, you know, talking about that team tonight, these guys are going to be out. But, you know, the Van Fleet injury, obviously, uh, Miami had a couple of guys banged up. So it, I, I don't like to see it. I wish these teams would be uh, at full strength. But, boy, Mitchell means a lot here. I actually made my number because um, I thought he would play through it. But the more I looked into it, you're right. If it's that hamstring, he's going to have a hard time giving it a go. I, I'd be just something – seems a little bit so off on this Utah team that if he's out, I could see that baby playing, um, you know, just all of a sudden looking like a different basketball team, but you know, we'll see. That's a little bit more guesswork at this point, but I uh, hope you can cash your series bet. All right, let's, uh, let's go run down. Correct me if I'm wrong. Golden state minus the eight and a half under uh two twenty five and a half. Uh, looking to fade that trend there, looking for the first under in uh, five games. Denver's team total under 108.5. Philly over 209. Philly, Toronto over 209.5. Pels and Suns under 214. Did I miss anything? Uh, you know, the, just that Philly bet was is more if, if Van Vliet's going to play. I mean, I, I, okay. you know, I won't play it if, if he's not going to play. It'll probably get a little bit. Uh, of a bump up, but I think he means so much from the, uh, from an offensive perspective. And it was a little bit bizarre as far as, um, you know, he did not play the other night and nurse kind of went with, you know, the bigs, he didn't play Flynn, the, the backup point guard, et cetera. So uh, again, that bet is going to be more if he plays or he doesn't play, or if he does play, I'll bet it over. And any other action MLB or the NFL draft? Have you seen uh, bookmakers being so uh, so skittish on uh, putting out some numbers when they they're sitting in Vegas and hosting the damn thing for the first uh, time? Yeah, I tell you what, it it's um, you know the NFL draft, not something that I do, and I I get big. I'm still very busy with the NBA playoffs at this point. Uh, I am involved uh, with some some Major League Baseball. Uh, as well but you know we we have mutual friends like uh you know matt uh, our buddy really into the nfl draft does a great job so try to follow him um i got some guys that help me and stuff not easy to get down uh, a lot of volume on this bets but it's it's obviously very lucrative if people know uh what they're doing and can find those things it's hard for the bookmakers to stay ahead uh, of the better so uh, i'll definitely be involved nothing that i can personally recommend i think from a baseball perspective, uh, 
I've been betting uh, the Blue Jays. Or I've been betting against yeah. Boston. I've been doing all right. So uh, I got to play on uh, uh, Toronto. Uh, I guess minus a little bit of a price here today. Pull one out with the Springer two yeah. out, two run homer in the ninth to extend it to uh, extra innings, and then they win it in the bottom of the tenth uh, with the uh, the sack fly and uh, looking for a sweep uh, tonight against the uh, the Red Sox in. Seeing around dollar forty-five in uh, Stripling and Waka. Waka's been tough. He's been tough uh, so far this year. Uh, but uh, again, in uh, limited action. But uh, yeah, Toronto, the, you know, Toronto more comfortable at home too. Er. Yeah, yeah. You know, Boston. You know, they bullpen and the bullpen let them down once again uh, last night. They were a little bit banged up, and the bullpens mean so much more, especially with a guy like Waka pitching because he's probably going to be out. Uh, after four or five tonight. So I think the bullpen is just a little bit down here uh, for the Red Sox as well. No, no doubt about it. Uh, their uh, their team ERA is number 20 out of 30 teams in the MLB. That game is on MLB Network. So give it a shot, uh, side with the Blue Jays against the Red Sox. Aaron Renning, again, professional uh, handicapper, professional sports gambler. I'm Jimmy Ott. This is the Bet Rivers Podcast Network.